0: This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com/donate. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahir Rabbil Alamin was salatu was ala ashrafil khalki ajma'in nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa tabi'in. وَمَنْ تَبِعَهُمْ بِإِحْسَانٍ إِلَىٰ يَوْمِ الدِّينِ وَبَعْدِ We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his entire household, all his companions, may Allah bless them all and bless every single one of us and grant us goodness. Brothers and sisters, it is only correct for us, before we commence this evening's session, that we make mention of brothers of ours who are fighting and killing each other, whereas they could resolve matters without that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let peace prevail in Egypt as well as in Syria, as well as in so many other countries where we are killing one another, yet we are being we are taught by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam not to do that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and may he make us from amongst those who learn a lesson to resolve matters no matter what it is by sitting around the table, by discussing, especially when it is... Within our own selves, it is important for us to realize the loss can only be for the ummah. Today the enemies are laughing at us, because they see we are doing a better job of destroying one another than they could have ever done. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant peace and stability to all the countries of the Muslimin and to all societies of the Muslims and the globe at large. Amen. Brothers and sisters, yesterday we ended by making mention of The aspect of employment and the reality of how being hard-working and honest is extremely important. Like we said, if a person is very honest, but they simply don't get up, they won't achieve. Lazy, they won't achieve. And if a person is very, very hard-working, but they are not honest, they pinch, they steal. Sometimes they uh, cannot be trusted at all. If that is the case, also we would not achieve. May Allah make us from amongst those who understand the reality of both. May we be from amongst those whom, when we are employed, the employer considers us an asset to his business. Amin. And may we be from amongst the most successful, even when we have our own businesses and no matter what we do. Remember, the ingredients that we are being given at the moment are the ingredients of peace, both inner and outer, in this world as well as in the next. We also made mention of the marriage that... The Prophet Shu'aib, according to the narrations it was, him, may peace be upon him, had offered Musa alayhi salatu wa salam. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those who learn the lesson from this. This evening I'd like to make mention of how haughty and arrogant Fir'aun was, the pharaoh. And as a result, what happened to him? He enjoyed, he enjoyed his life to a great degree. He was the boss and the king according to him. He thought he had everything. He had wealth, he had the clout. And it lasted many, many years, decades. In fact, it went down generations. The pharaoh is a title given to the one who was the leader at the time. So there were many of these pharaohs, one after the other. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of the specific one, the one who was at the time of Musa alayhi salam, the last of the lot. And Allah says, وَاسْتَكْبَرَهُ وَجُنُودُهُ فِي الْأَرْضِ بِغَيْرِ الْحَقِّ وَظَنُّوا أَنَّهُمْ إِلَيْنَا لَا يُرْجَعُونَ فَأَخَذْنَاهُ وَجُنُودَهُ فَنَبَذْنَاهُمْ فِي الْيَمِّ Allahu Akbar. Verse number 39 and 40 of Surah Al-Qasas. Allah says, Him and His soldiers were very, very arrogant on earth. They engaged in lots of corruption and chaos on earth. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, they thought they were not going to return to us. And then Allah words it so beautifully. He says, So we punished them, we punished him and his soldiers by drowning them in the sea. That's all. We threw them into the sea. They could not save themselves from water. Do you know what is water? H2O, subhanallah. Two hydrogen, one oxygen. They could not save themselves from that. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by raising this in the Quran, has definitely taught us a lesson that haughtiness, my brothers and sisters, gets you nowhere. Arrogance gets you nowhere. Be humble. Be a person, really, who always understands and realizes and is conscious of the fact that he is going to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Makes mention of a different type of arrogance of the kufar of Quraysh at the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi sallam. These disbelievers knew that what he brought was the truth. They knew it. But they just made excuses, any excuse in order to stay away, because they felt their power would be lost, they felt their authority would go, perhaps their wealth they might have to pay it up and so on. That was not going to be the case anyway. But because they felt it, they made so many excuses. Listen to some of these excuses and think within yourselves. And I should think as well, do we present excuses sometimes when we are called towards the truth and goodness? We just give an excuse. Someone says, let's go for salah. You know, my leg is sore. Allahu Akbar. Come for salah, it will get better inshallah. The owner of cure is subhanallah. He is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So let's not make little excuses. You know, I'm tired, I slept very late. Now, you know, I'm gonna miss the fajr, but what can I do? I'm so tired, don't wake me up, please, eight o'clock. What is that? May Allah preserve may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserve us. May He keep us as the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam upon the straight path. So Allah says, verse number 57 of the same surah. <laughs> They made excuses by saying, "Oh, Muhammad sallallahu if we follow the guidance with you, then we perhaps will be swept away from our land. Maybe the land of ours will be taken away. Look at how they worded it. If we follow the guidance with you, which means they knew it was guidance, they knew it's the truth, but they did not want to follow it. We are sometimes guilty of exactly the same thing, where we know what is right, but we don't want to follow it. So why did Allah make mention this here in the Qur'an of this? Because many reasons, one of them is for us to derive a lesson from. That listen, you are not supposed to be similar to those kuffar of Quraysh who know that it's the truth. They acknowledge that this is the right thing, and, but they do not tread the path of what is right. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. May He grant us that peace and comfort. And may He grant us the strength whenever goodness is to be fulfilled. And may He make us totally weak when we have to engage in sin. Amen. That's a good dua. My brothers and sisters, ask Allah to create a barrier between you and sin. And believe me, if you are saying it sincerely, the barrier will come. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala create that barrier for us. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then makes mention of a powerful man. Look at how every day we are looking at people who were given so much and the way they reacted was different. And the way they were treated by Allah was dependent on how they reacted to those gifts of Allah. So Sulaiman alayhi salam, we spoke about him. And we made mention of how he had so much wealth and authority. He was thankful. He praised Allah. He was humble. He continued to obey Allah's instructions. So Allah gave him increase, mashallah. Look at today, we are going to listen to what happened to Qarun. Qarun was a man at the time of Musa alayhi salam. He was granted so much wealth that some people looked at his wealth and they said, Hey, we hope we had this. You know, when you're driving past and you see a mansion, mashallah, 60 ensuite bedrooms. One, wonder, one wonders what's going to happen. It's not a hotel, just a house. Allahu Akbar. And you see and you start saying, Whoa, is this man okay? You know, he's living in a glass house. That is one thing. But to feel within you that, Ya yeah, Allah, give me something like this. That is another thing. It is not wrong to want something like that if... It has been done in a correct way, but if you know that the man has usurped people's wealth, he doesn't have a good track record, he's arrogant, he doesn't obey Allah's instruction, then do not wish that. Do not wish that. So Allah gives this example in Surah Qasas, that Qarun, do you know how much wealth he had? None of us on the globe today can have that much. Because Allah says, وَآتَيْنَاهُ مِنَ الْكُنُوزِ مَا لَتَنُوءُ <الْقُوَّةِ> Verse number 67. Sorry, 76 of Suratul Al-Qasas. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We gave him treasures. Treasures would mean full of gold and silver and everything else that was valuable. So much that just the keys to those treasures that we had given him, were so heavy that a group of men would find it difficult to carry. Only the keys. Only the keys. Imagine with us, you have treasures. How many treasures would you have? I don't think you could have more than three, four hundred little boxes of treasures. That also is too much. I hope you've paid the tax on it. Allah. (laughs) So my brothers and sisters, the reality is, look at Qarun. He had so much. What was his sin? He had one major sin he was attached to his wealth that was his crime he was attached to his wealth and he felt because of that attachment he felt this is mine with us we are taught al malu malullah the wealth belongs to allah you are entrusted with it for a moment for allah to see whether you are sticking to it so much that you are not going to give even the heirs that you are supposed to be giving. You want to cheat and have it all for yourself. It's just a test. Because when you die, you're still going to leave it. You know, we have seen people who have conned their sisters out of inheritance. And they have conned their family members and cheated them. At the end of the day, they have also died. And what happened? As they did. That was what was done to them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. So don't cheat. Because that wealth is not going to get you anywhere. Nothing at all. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. I know of one brother. May Allah assist him and guide him goodness. And may Allah grant him goodness in the dunya and the akhirah. He told me that I had usurped the wealth of my sisters by undervaluing the properties of my late dad. And I had this wealth and I really enjoyed it until I met up in a car crash and my right leg was totally amputated. And he said, I never ever knew why this happened. But one day a scholar visited me and he told me, What were the circumstances surrounding the amputation of your entire leg? And when I explained to him that I had a car crash and so on, he asked me, did you buy that car with halal wealth? I said, yes indeed, he says. So he said, are you sure? Then he said, I scratched my head and I thought, and I wept like I've never cried before. Why am I saying this? I'm giving you a real life example. Wallahi, you steal someone's money, it comes back to haunt you. Allahu Akbar. Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can do something to you that money will not mend. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never ever do that to us. So Allah says, This man's crime was, he says, Qala ala ilmin indi. verse number 78 of Surah Qasas. He told the people, and there were, a lot of people used to lounge around by his residence And they used to look at it And some used to say, hey, we wish we had like this And others used to say, don't wish you had like this Because he's a bad man If he was a good man and he had it, it would be okay But if he's a bad man and he's got so much and you're wishing that That means you are wishing for the package It's wrong, do not do that So he was the one who said, I have all this wealth Because I'm a sharp, intelligent guy It's my brain and my mind You know, like how someone would say, I'm a shrewd businessman. That's why I earned. My brother? No. It's Allah who provided you with that. This is why I've noticed in my life, the wealthiest of people sometimes do not have a secondary certificate. Do you know that? I've noticed it in my life that the wealthiest of people sometimes They don't have high degrees and qualifications, but they are extremely wealthy. Allah is showing you that, you know what? It's got nothing to do with your education. Yes, you need to play the role. We are not saying no. You need to try your best. No problem. Alhamdulillah. But how much you're going to get is in the hands of Allah. A man who was a failure at school, and you looked at him and laughed at him, today you might have to go to him and tell him, brother, can we please have a business deal here? Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us honesty in our businesses. May Allah make us realize that whatever we have is from Allah. Yes, if Allah has given us the the ability and perhaps the the ability to be a good businessman or to earn well or to do something good, never forget it is only Allah's favor that has allowed us to engage in this. Had it not been, wallahi, we would never achieve anything. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us and grant us ease and goodness. Amen. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, as the people were wishing for this man's wealth, because of that crime, that attachment he had to his wealth, he did not use to spend from it. He used to keep it all. You know, if he was spending from it, do you think his keys would have been so heavy for so many people to carry? He would have been dishing out the keys, one key per person. Allahu Akbar. But no, he kept everything for himself. Allah says, so we destroyed it. And we destroyed him as well. One day they got up in the morning, they said, where is the man's palace? It wasn't there. Closer look, it's swallowed by the ground. <laughs> We caused the earth to swallow up him and his entire castle and mansion, his whole dwelling. And he had nobody to help him, nor could he help himself against the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why does Allah end that verse like this, verse number 81? Because it shows that no matter how much wealth you have, there are certain things that really you can do absolutely nothing about. Nothing at all. No matter what you have. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us humbleness. Brothers and sisters, remember, the more you spend, the more you give, that will go next to your name. People give you dua. People really talk good about you. They bear good witness for you. That is what will result in your entry into paradise. Do you know that a person who is generous, but he might not be so so knowledgeable, or he might not be a person who is able to engage in so many acts of worship, is far better than one who engages in many acts of worship but he is miserly and he is stingy and he doesn't want to spend. This is according to the hadith of Rasulullah wasallam. Sometimes your paradise might be because you were a rich man and you spent it all on poor people and you helped them and you set up so many people's businesses and generations of people, numbers of people have now earned sustenance because Allah gave it to them but chose you as a means to get that. Allahu Akbar. May Allah make us generous. If we move on to the next surah, surah Al-Ankabut, the opening verse, Allah is telling us, we will test every one of you. This verse, we heard it several times, different places in the Qur'an, but this is repeated here. Allah says, la <speaking in> wa <Hebrew> اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ صَدَقُوا الْكَاذِبِينَ Do the people think that it is enough for them to say we are believers and then we are not going to test them? Allah says, we have tested all those before in order to distinguish between those who are truthful and those who are liars. When I say I believe in Allah, Allah says, okay, we will test you. So now you suffer a loss, do you still believe in Allah? You gain a profit. do you still believe in Allah? You lose your arm, do you still believe in Allah? You went through a divorce, do you still believe in Allah? So if you do, you are a happy person, you are content. And Allah says, you've passed your test. May Allah grant us the ability to pass our tests. And may He never test us with tests that are very difficult for us to pass. Some people have huge tests, but Allah knows. Allah says, you claim to be believers. Well, we need to know whether you are telling the truth or you just lie. What's the point? You know, if you say, for example, I'm a hafid. People will tell you, okay, come here, lead the taraweeh, let's see. And then you cannot start Allahu Akbar and then, you know, commence with alif, ba, ta. No ways, that doesn't happen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and grant us ease and goodness. If you are saying something, you need to prove it. You cannot be a hypocrite. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from hypocrisy. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of something interesting. Do you know, we are taught that your good deeds, you are answerable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for your deeds, so good or bad. But there is something you need to know. When you encourage others to do good, you get the full reward of whatever good they have done as a result of what you said. So don't be a person who is miserly. Encourage people to do good. But what is more dangerous than that, when you have encouraged people to do bad, you carry the burden of the sins they have committed. Do you know that? So it's very, very serious. And this is why Allah makes mention of the kuffar and how they say, that you know what? Don't worry, do as you wish because your sins will be carried by X, Y, or Z. So don't worry, that person died, he will carry all your sins, now you can do what you want. Or they tell you, you know what? Follow what we are saying and we guarantee that you're going to go to paradise because your sins are taken care of. So Allah makes mention of this in verse number 12 and 13 of Surah Al Anqabud. The kuffar told the believers, follow our path, follow our faith, and we will ensure, we guarantee you that we will hold your sins, we, t- we will take care of them. Allah says, hum min min shayi, They will never ever be able to shoulder your burden. No way. They are not responsible for your sins. They will not be able to shoulder your burden. They are liars. But they will only shoulder the burden of their lies and the resultant deeds that you may have done as a result of their lies, they will shoulder the burden of that. So Allah says, أَثْقَالَهُمْ وَأَثْقَالًا مَعَ أَثْقَالِهِمْ يَوْمَ عَمَّا كَانُوا يَفْتَرُونَ They will be carrying their own burdens and burdens besides their own burdens. Which means the burdens of those whom they led astray. And on the day of judgment, they will be asked a question. Why did you lead these people astray? They will be asked a question as to their lies. They lied. So remember one thing. Nobody can just say, you know what? I have the authority to forgive your sins. No way. In Islam, you don't confess to anyone besides Allah. Allah is the forgiver of sins. You say, Ya Allah, forgive my sin. You admit your error. You regret it. You ask for forgiveness. You promise not to do it again. Four conditions and you are forgiven. But the minute you think, that you know what, someone died for example for our sins, you are heading in the wrong direction. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Allah is most forgiving, most merciful. He does not want to punish us. He is looking for any excuse to forgive us. Why don't we give him that excuse by asking for forgiveness? Yeah, Allah forgive us on this day. Amen. Then Allah makes mention of how he punishes people, but He gives them respite. He gives them a chance. When someone does something bad, sometimes He allows them to carry on for a while. A lot of the times people say, you know, this man oppressed me, but why is he so happy in life? Tell them, hang on, just be patient. All the messengers have said, in al Wait, I'm also going to wait. And they were patient. When the time was right, the rope was pulled. So Allah says, regarding the Pharaoh and so many others, bi Each one of them, we punish them because of their sins. So today from amongst us are those who are sinful. Let's not think we can run away from Allah. He's giving us a chance. If you are still sitting happy, Allah is giving you a chance. He knows what you're doing, but He's waiting. He's waiting for you to turn on your own. If you don't, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect myself and yourself. One does not want to end up on the wrong side. We ask Allah's protection. So Allah says... Famin Humman Arsalna, Alehi House River, Wamin Humman Akhadat Husaiha, Wamin Humman Hassafna, Behil, Wamin Humman Avrapona, Wamakan, a law who liavelimahum, Walakin, cano, and Fusam Yavlimun. Verse number forty of Surah Al Kaboot. Allah says, We punished every one of them because of their sins. Their peace was snatched away. Yet, they were wealthy, they were powerful, they were haughty, they had authority. Allah says, we destroyed them. Some of them, we sent them a storm of stones. Some of them, a blast from the sky. Some of them, we caused the earth to swallow them up. And some of them, we drowned them. Allah says, we did different things. We send punishment in different ways. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. May we turn before we lose our peace. Ameen. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then makes mention of the kuffar and their excuses once again, and how they said, We want this and we want that. We want this sign from you, O Muhammad. Sallallahu wa if you bring about that, we will accept the message. If you do that, we will accept the message. And Allah says, anna Is it not enough for them that we have sent to you, O Muhammad, sallallahu wa sallam, a book that you recite to them? It's enough for them. In the sense that that is evidence enough for them to turn to Allah and to realize that they are answerable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. With us we have the Qur'an. It's in our midst. We recite it. We are being told about it. Does it move us? Wallahi, if it moves us, we are heading in the right direction. Look at Najashi, the negus Ashamah of Abyssinia. And take a look at Umar ibn al-Khattab and various others. They heard one or two verses or a couple of verses of the Qur'an. Their lives changed. Yet they were enemies of Islam just before that. And with us, we read the whole Qur'an cover to cover. Today we must have read so many verses of the Qur'an. Yet, sometimes we cannot even give up watching pornography. Can't give it up. Why? Something is wrong with the sincerity. We cannot give up the club. For example, the gambling, maybe the alcohol, the drugs, we can't give it up. Why? It hasn't affected us. The verses of the Qur'an are such, if you have sincerity in your heart, they will impact upon you so much, that you will immediately say, Ya Allah, I've quit everything. You know, when when those who were drinking in Medina Munawwara, when they were told that alcohol has been made prohibited, they spat it out of their mouths. They threw away whatever they had in their their drums. Because they did not say, let's just keep it, we'll sell it, don't worry, it's wrong for us, but we can sell it to others. Nothing! They threw it immediately because they had sincerity. They knew, we want peace, immediately surrender to the book of peace. Sent to us by the owner of peace. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. And this is why at the end of that surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, (laughs) وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِيْنَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُلَنَا وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Verse number 69, Surah Al-Ankabut. Allah says, Those who strive for us, we will open our doors of guidance for them. Which means, if you want to be guided, guidance is something that is a gift of Allah. You need to work hard to achieve guidance. You need to struggle. You need to go and look for it. You need to attend. You need to... Fight your laziness, you need to develop a link with those who have knowledge, you need to learn, you need to ask, you need to find out, you need to force yourself to follow, you need to be sincere to Allah, you need to want to do it for the sake of Allah, your time that is so valuable to you, you need to spend it. Trying to learn what Islam is all about. You need to sacrifice your time and your wealth, and you need to sacrifice a little bit of your life as well. SubhanAllah. For the sake of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, He says, when we see you coming, we open our doors of guidance. But when people are walking, not even bothered, we engage. Wallahi, this is a reality. We spend so much more time, money, effort, and energy earning a livelihood of this world which we are going to leave behind, than we do at times for that which is eternal. That which is eternal. There are people who die. At what age do they die? At any age. Inshallah, we'll come through verses which are directly hitting at that. But let's look at what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the next surah, surah al-Rum. Many verses, I've chosen just one or two. One of them is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the spouses. He says, and this is verse number twenty one of Surah Arum. Wamin ayati ankala kalakum min anfusikum as wajal litaskunu ilayha wajalabainakum nawadataw rahma in a fee delicale ayati likaumi atafakaru. From the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that He has created for you from you a spouse from whom or with whom or by whom you will achieve comfort and solace. And you will be able to achieve a lot of inner peace through your spouse. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, in this definitely there are signs for those who ponder. Those who ponder. You want to know? Ponder over it. Allah has created a gift. A gift for us in the form of our spouses. But the reality, my brothers and sisters, is when we get married and we have not quit our sins, then it is like, for example, baking a cake a cake, and forgetting to put sugar in it completely. So, it might be prepared, it looks so nice, have a bite and you find, oh, this thing here, instead of sugar, we put salt. <laughs> Whoa, who would like that cake? No one. So what happens to us? We have the ingredients of a happy life. We have the ingredients of goodness. You just need to quit your sin and dedicate. Work hard on your marriage. If you think marriage is a perpetual honeymoon, it's going to break tomorrow morning, once the honeymoon is over. Because marriage is the greatest sacrifice. You need to sacrifice a lot. Your time, your effort, your energy. No room for laziness. Work hard. Come back. Spend on your wife and children. The wives need to work very hard to build that marriage. You need to be honest. You need to close your eyes upon whom you have. Allah has bestowed you with. You need to work hard. Understand that you have a responsibility to follow through the generations for the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. تزوّجوا الودودة فإني مباهم بكم الأمم يوم القيامة According to one of the narrations, get married to the loving. Those who are childbearing, they can continue having more and more children because I would like to be through the children that you have, the Nabi who has the most number of followers. Subhanallah. So if we have children, but none of them are followers of Muhammad sallallahu we can, act, we can say we have not contributed correctly. But if we are genuine and we realize, then instead of being busy having an affair this side and that side, we are actually be busy building our children. The child is growing up. Come on, you have a responsibility. Take him to the masjid. You know what? Let him see how you speak. He will speak beautifully. Let him see that you abstain from vulgar language. Let him see how you address your wife. He will speak to his mother with utmost respect. When your child watches you swearing your wife, That's his mother. He will grow up in your absence, he will utter words ten times worse. That will upset you as well. But he learned it from you, and vice versa. You know, before we used to speak of wife bashing, today we've got to speak of husband bashing as well, my brothers and sisters. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect our men and women. Your energies should be used for salah and for the obedience of Allah. Stop beating each other. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to utilize these energies in a beautiful way. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Then makes mention of the issue of interest. You know, some people, they have a lot of money. So they give that wealth to others. And they say, I I want 10% interest. So Allah says, you know what? You think you're going to grow your wealth. Listen carefully. You think you're going to grow your wealth. In fact, it's a means of your downfall. But if you were to be charitable, and at least either give a loan without asking for a percentage back, or... You are just to be charitable to say, look, you know what, this is ma- an amount, you are a poor person, take this charity. Allah says, that will be multiplied by Allah. In the dunya and the akhirah. You know, people who take 10%, 20%, 5%, 6%, they are Muslims who tell you, I can get a loan from my Muslim brother, but he's also asking me for 6%. And he says, don't call it interest, call it a profit. Prophet, <laughs> Profit. what? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us, really. We need to understand that money will be used in the hospitals, it will be used to repair your vehicles, perhaps for the leaks in your houses or whatever else it is. Not always the case, but what we are trying to say is, you will waste it in so many ways and you don't know. It came, you were excited, your bank's bank balance was thick, mashallah, but you didn't realize it actually flew away. But when you help someone, Allah says, we gave you good health, do you know how much you saved on the doctors? Do you know how much you saved on this? Do you know? And we are not saying those who are ill, you know, have... Have some crime that they've committed. No, but this is only to think. If you have done something wrong, then perhaps it's a payment. If you haven't done anything wrong, then it is just a test from Allah, He wants to elevate your status. So remember this. Don't consume interest. Allah says, Allah. <laughs> فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُضْعِفُونَ Beautiful verse number 39 of surah uh, ar where Allah says, that which you have given in order to grow in terms of interest to the people, it will not grow in the, in, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not at all. But that which you have given in terms of charity, you are charitable. And you have given it, subhanallah, for the sake of Allah, that is what will be multiplied so many fold. the One, one verse says, up to 700 fold it may be multiplied. You won't understand the barakah of it. Do you know today if I were to tell you that a person who is searching for happiness in his home, for example, is ready to pay one million rands. He says, I'm paying one million, please sort out my children and everything. And you know, I want this love to be uh, within my home so that I feel good. Wallahi, that money can do nothing. But if you've been charitable, the dua of that poor, pa- poor man, poor person whom you've helped, Wallahi, it can open the doors of your dunya and your akhirah. But when you have usurped, people are now earning more in order to pay you an amount that you not even owed in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What goodness do you expect? My brothers and sisters, may Allah make us strong so that we don't charge people interest because that is the worst thing you could do. Where you're ready to, you know, be a lender, but at the same time you want to Get a percentage, Allahu Akbar. You either enter with them in trade or you do it properly, Mashallah, in a sharia compliant way and you may find out from the scholars in our midst how exactly that will be. The last verse I want to make mention of this evening, verse number 54, I've already spoken about it and about death and so on, where Allah says, we've created you in categories. We've created you in levels. So there are different levels of a man, a human being. Allahu <laughs> min ba'af. ثُمَّ جَعَلَ مِن بَعْدِ ضَعْفٍ قُوَّةٍ ثُمَّ جَعَلَ مِن بَعْدِ قُوَّةٍ wa Verse number 54 of Surah ar rom Allah says, Allah has created you, O man, in weakness. When you were, made, when you were created, you were very weak. We were all babies, we were screaming. If no one helped us, perhaps we would die. We needed to be fed and changed. Listen, we needed to be fed and changed. We needed everything to happen for us. People had to carry us around. Then he said, Then we gave you a little bit of strength. You became strong. And then you had your peak. And after that, we dropped you again. If you have life, you are dropped again back to gray hair, which means you've already seen life. And on top of that, you now have something else. Weakness once again. So you need to be carried again and changed once again. And everyone needs to do things for you once again. May Allah protect us. So Allah says, do you know what? Bear in mind that you are here for a short period of time. You are strong, one day you will be weak. Or you will die before that weakness. Remember that. If you are weak today, you are a little child, one day you may grow up, or Allah might not want you to see that. He might take you away as a gift to your parents, and perhaps to you as well. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. So brothers and sisters, as strong as we are, the energy we have today, let's not use it to sin. Let's not use it to transgress. A day will come when we will not be able to read salah because I need... I need a chair to sit on. Or perhaps I can't bend my legs. Or perhaps my head cannot go onto the ground because of the throbbing of the blood. Whatever it is, let's not wait for that day until we say, Ya Allah, I wish the day I could have read Salah, I did it for you, Ya Allah. Today I can't read it, but I'm so regretful. Ya Allah, forgive me. Still, He will forgive. But the the beauty is the one who realizes that his energies are not going to last forever. Use your energy in in the correct way so that when you grow old and you don't have that anymore, you can look back and say, Alhamdulillah, ya Allah, thank you for granting me the ability to obey your instruction when I had a lot of energy, today I don't have it, ya Allah. The angels continue writing the reward of that goodness even though you are unable to fulfill it because they are used to writing it down. Every other day, imagine we would enter Jannah, may Allah unite us all in Jannah, my brothers and sisters, until we meet again, inshallah, we say, Subhanallahi wa illa Anta wa